0: even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw avoid prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys this is host mike and before we get to the episode momentarily uh everybody at plp wants to send their condolences to Robin miller and his family we recorded last night before Robin's news came out this morning, so did just want to make a comment on that and and make sure you guys didn't think we were glossing over something so important so Robin was a legend and and he will be missed and I'll tell a, a quick twenty second story the, the last time I saw him was at IMS a few weeks ago and he stopped me in the hall and and told me to keep working hard and and I would be successful if if I did so and that really meant a lot to me that that he even remembered who who somebody like me was. So, I appreciate that. And rest in peace, Robin Miller. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Joachim. I am very happy to be joined by Matthew, and even more happy to be joined by Shannon McBridge. Lady and gentleman, a gentleman how are we tonight? Apparently, <laughs> words are hard, and we're 21 seconds into the episodes.
1: What's, what's wrong with you? Why are you so upbeat?
0: You know, I just you just have to be upbeat no matter what. You just have to be upbeat.
1: Would you go to like a TED Talk over the weekend or something?
0: Um, no, I was with Shannon all weekend. She can confirm I was not, in fact, at a TED Talk.
1: I can't confirm
2: nor deny. <laughs> yes, 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 you can. <laughs>
1: She's not your schedule keeper. <laughs> but
0: we were literally in the same Airbnb if we weren't at oh. the racetrack.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, let's get to that while we're oh, there. No, thanks I thanks for the segue. No. So what is the difference between a pterodactyl and a tyrannosaurus rex a pterodactyl flies no i wanted the dinosaur expert now that their airbnb experience is over i want the dinosaur experts opinion here
0: one of them can fly and one of them can't
1: you're ruining the joke the joke is supposed to be you're supposed to describe the we'll say amenities of your airbnb
0: all right. So for those wondering, also check Shannon's Twitter uh, from Saturday night. Maybe we can convince her to reshare it on Thursday this week. But nonetheless, I chose Airbnb in St. Louis based on location because it's it's got some parts of the city that are a little a little sketchy, and you know I want everybody to be okay. It was me, Shannon, uh, Frenchie, and Kevin Dujewski from motorsport motor week. I almost forgot who he rode for. <laughs> you said that with a lot of confidence. Yeah, I'm not I'm not definitely not confident right now in that one. And you know, that's kind of all I I looked at. I saw there were there were multiple bedrooms. There was a shower that looked, you know, the bathroom looked clean. <laughs> they had so, a shower. That's nice. You know, so it had parking because I knew both Shannon and and Kevin would be driving, so you know, that's kind of what I did. And when I got there, I realized that each room had a description. So we're going to we're going to spend a few minutes on this, guys. So, you you know, I'm sorry, but it's it's probably necessary because y'all are going to laugh at me immensely. There was the fairy room, which had a lot of strange like mush, uh, a flag with like mushrooms on it and like gnomes that had noses that were shaped like phallic objects there was <laughs> Wait, but wait,
2: but wait. It was also like hanging up on the wall over the bed. Yes. Ew.
0: Phallic man was hanging over the bed. <laughs> I
1: don't I don't even need you to continue to know that if you have a chance to stay in an Airbnb with Mike in a city with a high probability of being murdered, you probably should just not because
0: We didn't get murdered.
1: Well, in Detroit we didn't get murdered because there was bars on our window.
0: Yep, you're welcome.
1: Well, the Airbnb driver said, don't walk down streets that don't have lights on it. And none of our street had lights on.
0: Yeah. And we're guess what? We're still talking. And that was like two years ago. So you're welcome. I kept you safe.
1: Yes. I felt extremely safe the entire time.
0: Okay. Well, and anyway,
1: determined.
0: moving on into the rest of the Airbnb. We actually, we're going to skip to the front bedroom. The front bedroom was the native room. There was dream catchers everywhere. A chair that had like was like shaped like a bear. There might have, I don't really remember. Shannon was. Is there anything else from that one I was missing?
2: Uh, no, it had closets that were full of mirrors. Like the mirror, the closet doors were, were yeah. mirrors, and you was could this? see the some sort of. Was it, was that a mermaid? <laughs> was that picture?
0: Oh a no! It was a it was like a Native American woman with a baby, and you called it a oh. mermaid with a fish, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> Hang on
1: a second. Was this like tastefully done, or was this kind of like racially insensitive?
2: Neither, neither, neither. It wasn't tasteful I think it was nor racially insensitive. Genuinely, I think it was genuinely supportive.
1: Oh. Just terribly like paying, decorated. Paying homage, but just. Lack execution,
2: correct. Okay.
0: Then there was the living room with some very strange sculptures. I don't even know really how to describe them.
2: There were a lot of dolls.
1: Wait, there yeah. weren't dinosaurs.
0: Oh, we'll get we'll get there. We're oh, not there. Okay. We're saving the best right. for last. Almost. Okay. We're then saving the best is, for last. I
1: was like, then my joke is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I then thought there was dinosaurs.
0: Yes, yes, Matthew. Don't worry, we'll get oh, there.
1: I didn't know this was like a palace. Jeez.
0: I mean, it wasn't, okay. but it wasn't that big. But, you know, each room had a story She's to tell. Like... Yeah. The middle room had a bunk bed. It was dinosaur themed bedding. There was actually a dino head that you could wear on the top bed. Shannon did put it on for a picture. I, I don't know. I don't know if she wants me to share that one out. But, I don't
2: care. No, no, no. With it, you can. You act like
1: That's she funny. has a choice in that.
2: I know. <laughs>
0: well... You know, I, try, I try to be nice every once in a while to some people. Well, why? I don't know. I guess okay. I shouldn't. You call me old like every fifteen seconds. Yeah, I
1: I'm try giving you an open invite to drag me on social media.
0: But you're just so like you're so you're such a good person. Sometimes it's hard.
1: <laughs> okay, wow, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said about me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's like a half correct.
0: Yeah, I can't be an
1: asshole, but
0: yeah, I mean, you have your moments, but yeah. not to me. So I don't really care.
1: No, I've gotten better at it over the years. To yeah. the dismay of Jake Neely, he's like, "Why aren't you yeah. addicted to people anymore?" I'm like, "Cause there's just better things to do, and there's short life to live. So why be an asshole when yeah. you don't have to be?"
0: Yeah. So anyway, the dinosaurs, all, the dinosaur <laughs> bed. just like, well, I'm not. Dinosaur. Yeah. Enough of this like philosophical <laughs> I don't know, crap.
1: Though. Sorry. Um. Fuck dinosaurs. NASCAR or something, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Boo NASCAR. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs. <laughs> So dinosaurs. the dinos dinosaurs oh. Yeah, that's mean. Well, the, it, okay. The dinosaur room fun. also had a crib in it, just in case like you brought a child.
1: And oh, so lighting had a place to sleep.
0: Lighting had <laughs> a place to Please. sleep all. Oh, that's that's mean.
1: Well, <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to you offset did. the fact that you just called me nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, lighting had a place to sleep. And then they had a little table that was like right next to the the uh door. Leading near the bathroom. And it had a, a... Probably 25 little dinosaur plastic figurines. And there was a lot of them. And they were all lined up very specifically. Like, they were <laughs> placed in that spot for reason. And it was just... It was, and there was also dinosaurs painted on each wall. We actually, at one point, we gave the dinosaurs names. I can't remember any of them because that was like Thursday night at three in the morning. But
1: Dalton, Dalton one, Dalton two, Dalton three. No,
2: one of them was George. Yes. One of them was George.
0: After our buddy George.
1: Was it a gator?
0: No, it was definitely not a gator.
2: It was a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then the Brontosaurus. I don't remember what we named him. That was that was too late in the evening. Morning.
0: So. Now that we've talked about my ridiculous Airbnb for eight minutes. It did have a really cute dog upstairs, by the way. Charlie was very fun to play with. The dog came down and said hello for a couple of minutes.
1: Was the yeah. owner, whatever tenant person there? Yes. Upstairs, yes. yeah. Oh, oh that makes it even like oh hey, I love the dinosaur look.
0: I think they smoked a lot of <laughs> pot upstairs. Like a lot a lot of pot.
1: Mike, you just got second hand arrested. Yeah. Wait, well, no, it's legal in Missouri. Just kidding, you're fine.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not in Missouri, okay. but oh, I no, I was in Illinois. I don't know where. Where was? Where was the no, Airbnb? No, we
2: Missouri. Oh, in then Missouri, you're fine. Missouri. Yeah, if you're in
1: Illinois. No, wait. No, it's legal in Illinois. It's not legal in Missouri. So, yeah, uh, you just got... I'm going to report you or something. Oh, no. Well... Oh, no. I think you're legally obligated to throw this person under the bus.
0: Well, Matt, Sh- Shannon can take over for me, so you guys can do the editing and all well, that. Well,
1: she was stuff. there, too. So, basically, hi, guys. I'm Matt Hickey, and this is now my podcast. <laughs> um, no, yeah, so I'm glad you guys didn't die. I appreciate the people who voted on Twitter about the most dramatic moment of the weekend being that they did not get killed in their airbnb it yeah. is a 50 50 shot really i don't know i i've heard there is a thing called a hotel that we could probably stay in detroit next time um
0: but you know yeah. when you're when you're trying to like fit like three or four people and and you know be economical about everything airbnb is just way easier
1: except when they charge you a 99 dollar cleaning fee and we'll yeah the, the, we
0: were looking at portland airbnbs uh kevin Ooh, and i God. and speaking
1: <laughs> of you're getting murdered there too
0: yeah uh, and the cleaning fee on some of them. Yeah. I had Shannon pick them, by the way. I, I did not God. do the research. See, can, this is why our, we hired her. See, she can be a resident travel, travel expert. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Lighting will fly us there. Uh, Shannon will pick out the place to stay. And me and David will get everybody drunk. No, wait. No, me and Frenchie will get everybody drunk. And he'll okay. provide the eight, you know, the world-class cheese. And then you just make sure you bring on the equipment and stuff.
2: Did I miss
1: world class cheese? Frenchie. He, he told me what Gruyere was. I don't know what. Did didn't bring cheese. The, he didn't bring. All right. Well, we're, got got to re- we're gonna we got to reevaluate this. Yeah. Anyways, there was a race in Saint Louis. Was well, there? actually what was in Madison, which I've yeah. heard is not the best area in the world, according to my family that lives in that area. That's neither here nor there, though, because Gateway is an awesome track. The uh, top five from the race was Joseph Newgarden continues his comeback story, followed by Pato Power McLaughlin and Bordé. I think that top five is probably the least interesting thing about that whole race because we had a lot happen.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty pretty quiet race.
1: Yeah, there was nothing nothing yeah. happened. Should we just should we go most dramatic to least dramatic, or should we go chronological? How are we feeling tonight?
0: Whatever the most violent approach is, I choose violence. All right, violence.
1: What's, what's, we're choosing violence. All right, Rena's VK. Go ahead, Shannon.
2: I didn't see it happen, like how it went down until the replay, and I actually didn't even see it until he was saying it wasn't his fault. Um, from the original replay, it didn't really look like it was his fault. It looked like somebody in front of him checked up, which caused a domino effect. But, um, I don't know, him not taking any responsibility for it seems a bit sketch. And he took out two title contenders.
0: I think, you know, kind of expanding on on what you said, it's like a multi-pronged thing. Like, I think his angle into the corner was way too low. Like, he was not going to apex that corner in the slightest. He broke way too late probably as a result of something going on in front of him, which multiple drivers alluded to after the race. Uh, If you look at a replay again, I think you'll also see Dixon at first move to the right, kind of heading into the corner and then move back down a little bit because he was about to block, I guess it was below. And then as he went down, VK was overshooting the corner and, caused a massive pile up. So I mean ultimately, you know, Renus probably should have had better awareness at where he was because he just wasn't going to make the corner, I don't think, being that low, but man, his <laughs> his post crash answer was a no boy no. And then uh Shannon and I did walk by him and his dad screaming at each other towards Towards the very end of the race, I don't know what was being said. I don't know if it was in Dutch because it was very loud because there was you know a race going on, but it was very animated. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna put the uh, majority of the blame here on Renus, and I, I that's just a mistake you can't make.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard for me to view it any other way other than saying like you know it was a circumstantial thing, but at the same time you just can't run into the guy in front of you it, it especially like there's certain times where it's like a restart where you're everybody's so compact and everybody checks up to me that's like a like you know we talked about Pietro Fittipaldi in Texas like you know it's hard to blame him just because he's the guy that hit the first person doesn't make it, it was his fault versus this to my eyes kind of seemed pretty square on Renis I have Polo looked super hot when he got out of the car but his interview was pretty classy Dixon was pretty classy all things considered um it was just uh it was just a weird one and it's just so odd that two of the championship leaders that were both teammates got taken out in the in the process that's obviously bad news for the championship the other one that i wanted we're, to touch on before i one, that's kind of like a larger oh go ahead
0: yeah sorry before before we move on and i don't know if you want to discuss this like later or now but dixon's post-race comments should we save that f- for later or do you want to go through that now
1: is it about restarts
0: y- yeah yeah and the erratic driving and yeah, that all that next. stuff
1: so the other one that i kind of want to touch on because you know the jones ray hall one wasn't on the restart there was some other crazy kind of restarts but the one that also stood out was the contact between Newgarden and paginel on the second restart that broke Pagano's front wing uh looked like Pagano was square on the apex and new garden chopped him a little bit broke his front wing thankfully uh aero screen protected drivers like felix rosenquist uh, as the video from mclaren saw today that debris hit his like not his tv onboard camera but like the team's onboard camera uh so that could have been bad uh, i was so glad the aero screen was there to protect him but so there was that one and then yeah, it just like even Newgarden's last restart, c- exit's turn 4 and immediately, you know, ducks to the bottom and drivers weaving in and out and full sending it. So what were your guys' overall impression on the restarts and should Newgarden have gotten a penalty for that contact?
0: Uh I'll take it here since Shannon got to go first last time. <sighs> I'll start with the Newgarden one. It's hard to I don't feel like that's an avoidable contact penalty sort of situation. Newgarden took a bit of a high line into a corner. Looked like he was giving plenty of space. Obviously came down out of the top because there was probably less grip. I think he was pretty high up there going into the corner. So he comes down just to, you know, maybe not great spatial awareness by by Newgarden. But at the same time, Pagano was sending it in there so i feel like you could say both guys did something slightly wrong but not egregiously wrong like i don't think the people that were saying new garden is a dirty driver because of that are are even close to right but yeah i don't think i have anything else to add to that but the restarts man they were there was a couple i think every every driver who led a restart had some ridiculous move like where they were darting way to the left or darting way to the right and same thing with the guy in second place like i think pato had one that i thought oh boy like he's gonna go into that that the marble. The one
1: that vk crashed on because yeah well not the he was trying to make a three wide on rossi and somebody and then all of a sudden there was there was violence behind him
0: yeah and you know god it's just like and i i don't know what it is if 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 maybe we need to like Go into off season testing and practice. You know, maybe the, do like the the off season thing at Coda again. Open open test and literally do some mock restarts because again it was like guys who were third or fourth were jumping the gun and then realizing oh the uh, first place guy isn't ready and now we have to back off and chaos ensues. There were a few people I heard. I don't remember where I saw this was uh, and. I'm sorry. I think I think somebody texted me this, and I don't remember who you are. So I'm sorry if I'm forgetting who you are, but (laughs) story of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who invited you on?
1: (laughs) Rude. You did.
0: Yeah. The. It's like these these guys just forgot that the leader dictates the pace. It's not, you know, the the leader chooses when to go. You know, there's a quote-unquote kind of, hold your horses, ma'am. There is a a mark, you know, when they when the green flag waves. Okay, it's, you can go, but it's it's up to the leader on when exactly to go. And I'd much rather a leader pull a Colton Herta and kind of slowly take their time and, and pack everybody up versus Elio, who's three corners of head of, ahead of everybody at every restart. And I made that joke during the race. And I knew immediately Matt would appreciate that when I said it during the show.
1: Anybody who Elio gets my appreciation.
2: So mine isn't so much about the restarts. Well, it is a little bit. But <clears throat> I think that the reason it gets so dicey is because it's so hard to pass still. And so they only have the opportunity to pass anybody on restarts. And so that's why it looks like chaos every time because there's, you know top 10 cars at the very least trying to get ahead
1: yeah that was my answer <laughs> except my voice uh, my voice sounds <laughs> annoying and yours doesn't so um, I can <laughs> try my to on to that. whatever <laughs> yeah that was it for me I mean it was if you create circumstances where it's very difficult to pass then you know you gotta go for it on the restart I guess just gotta full send it and hope for the best and I think the new engines will help, and I think uh, redesigning that front wing, and we will probably say that after every oval race we continue to do is it. Uh, read- well, no, because they were using the speedway or they were using the short speedway package. So I don't know if the front wing has as much of an effect at places like Gateway and Iowa as it would at, like, an Indy. If it's these circumstances continue, yeah, you're going to continue to see pretty crazy restarts because they got no kind of better chances to pass, really. We could talk about Roman Grosjean's debut. He had some really good passes, uh, despite nobody else making a whole lot of overtakes. I'm not quite sure. I I was trying to review the the data and the film, and I feel like his 14th was not really where he was supposed to end up. Do we know what really did he get burned by a yellow or something? Or
2: didn't he get a penalty?
0: No. So what happened was?
2: Oh, he got caught in that yellow.
0: He got caught in the yellow. I think he pit and then it went yellow, so he wasn't able to like cycle back around and and get his lap back. So it's just
1: because I knew his 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 form was way better in fourteenth. I can tell you. Yeah. I was thinking he'd like based on how it shook out. I was expecting him in the ninth eighth region. Uh, it was really thrilling to watch him take you know overtakes and even then like couple times like he drove the car in deep to a corner swung out wide and then like throttled it on the inside which is kind of a road course move to do yeah so it seemed like he's like trying to apply his you know brilliant road course racecraft onto the ovals and i think you know sky's the limit now now that he did gateway which is one of the harder tracks to pass he's gonna have no problem in iowa next year for sure i Uh, can't wait to see that yeah he's gonna have a blast at iowa passing people um so do you guys have any more thoughts on on there
0: I mean, well done. The smile after, you know, you know, I'll say two things. His smile after the race was really good to see that he wasn't like, oh, my God, what the hell did I just get myself into? But also during the race, I would occasionally flip over to his radio and he was getting pissed when things weren't going his way. And, you know, before the race, he was, "Oh, this is my you know, my first oval, you know, whatever happens, happens. And then, you know, like any competitor and any athlete, you get in the heat of the moment and things aren't going your way. And he's he's gone. I don't I can't figure out these cold tires, I don't know, this isn't what I'm used to, and you know, he's getting real angry, like, I love that passion, like, that to me is, you know, passion that he, that I want to see if he's going to be, you know, competing at the 500, or Iowa, or whatever next year, like, that that to me, like, that's what you want to see from somebody who is doing their first oval, like, if, if they're in the race going, holy shit, I don't, this is crazy, I'm, a, I'm dizzy, I can't do this, like, yeah, it's probably not built for it, but He's built for it.
2: So we were standing in Penske's pits watching the race. And Mike, I don't know where you went. Maybe to track down Dixon or something. But the the crew guys were just like audibly cheering him on. And I just think like the love that the paddock has for him being there and him doing well. I just love it so much.
0: Yeah, his, his, his cheer went during the driver intros probably matched tony Khan. if not it was pretty damn close to it
2: yeah people love to see it man
0: also what the guy who runs his tiktok account or like does the tiktoks for him that guy's the man i need to meet him
2: he's awesome i'm just not he confident
0: was- which one it is i think it's the one guy you and i ran into but or but i'm like i don't want to be like are you the tiktok guy because that, that <laughs> might sound kind of weird
2: I think he's his all social media guy. Okay.
0: I'm pretty but we're sure gonna i we're going to call think. him the TikTok guy. <clears throat> if
1: if people show up to a racetrack and see a male in a pit lane parlay polo, they're going to say, are you the old guy?
0: But you also have a pit lane parlay polo.
1: Do I look old?
2: The fact that you said pit lane parlay polo <laughs> so fast.
0: <laughs> say that four times fast. I can't, I can't
2: say once fast. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that'll happen to you one day. Are you the old guy? Oh, I'm sorry. I do love Mike, for those out there wondering. Oh. Just enough. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, there's basically two more topics I want to touch on, and then we can throw it to you guys if I missed anything. So for, well, I'm sorry, we just got to get a quick, quick. uh, just a one word, yes, no answer. Was it Ed Jones's fault? Yes. Yes. All right. Got that settled. It's a three, zero, yes. So that... Is a sample that 100% of Americans believe that it was Ed Jones's <laughs> fault for wrecking Graham Hall. Wow, well, sample size is
0: very small here, but I will take <laughs> well, I will take we, credit for we it.
1: We have determined that, so it's just science. It's okay, All right. people. All right. Secondly, Andretti Autosport had another terrible day. Uh, Colton Herta arguably had the fastest car. Rossi was running a theoretical third before crashing on his own. Uh, Herta did break his drive shaft on his second-to-last pit stop. Harvey was kind of not really anywhere. Hunter Ray was running somewhere close to a theoretical top five before that last caution burned him. Uh, So Rossi crashing really just screwed Hunter Ray. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like we're getting close to burning it down and restarting. Uh, Is there anything the team could do? Oh, and Hinch had his issue before the race even started. Um, I wasn't very confident that he was going to skyrocket through the field anyways. But... uh,
2: but it's like, man, they're not even giving them a freaking chance.
1: No, they're. I mean, like, cause three of those are. I don't know what happened to Hinch.
0: Steering wheel electronic issue before that's. The-
1: I don't know if that's just like a, a racing thing or a team thing or a Cosworth thing or what happened there. Rossi is obviously self-inflicted and. I don't know enough about racing to know if what Colton Herta did was self-inflicted. I mean, I knew like when Marco Andretti was like in his first two years of his career, it happened like four or five times. I'm like, that's one of those things where like, I really don't think that's an accident if it's happening like over and over again. Uh, But this is the first time that I can remember that Herta did it. So I don't really know if it was like a driver issue.
0: I did notice when he pulled out of the pits, it was a very, like it felt like, he was in that tire spin phase of pit exit for an abnormally long time and the car wasn't getting up to speed and again i am no components expert on drive shafts and whatnot i wouldn't think it's his fault because you know that doesn't really happen too often in indycar anymore but there were plenty of people on twitter who made the marco colton illusions saturday night Shannon doesn't. Shannon has no opinion on this one.
1: I guess.
2: I don't know. I don't. I'm just frustrated with Andretti Autosport. So I don't know at this point, point. and I think the drivers are too. So it's like it's a no-win situation. So
0: let me ask. Let me ask you guys this, and we'll start with Shannon. So there, you know, the the hot rumor is Roman Grosjean is going to Andretti. I think we can see, we we will see that confirmed. But if you're a Roman Grosjean and you're seeing what's going on at at Andretti this year, are you kind of thinking, maybe I should just stay with Dale Coyne? Maybe, you know, that 18, maybe he gets put into the 18 car and I I don't know. No. No? Okay.
2: I still think that that's a real big gamble to to choose Dale Coyne over Andretti. I just think and i mean michael andretti said it they're in for a big overhaul so i guess we'll just wait and see what happens with that but surely it can't be i mean i said it i think i said the last time i was on here those drivers didn't just lose their talent like they just didn't go away so there has to be something on the engineering side that isn't compatible or whatever. And if it's the arrow screens, then you, they got to figure that out. It's now the weight of the car. Then they got to figure that out. But, um, I don't know. I still think it would be a bad call for him to stay with Dale coin.
1: Yeah. It'd be like taking steak and shake over Texas roadhouse.
2: Ooh. That's not even the same.
0: Yeah. No,
1: they both serve <laughs> meat.
0: Yeah. But one's like fast food and one's like, but sit one's down. Fast food, exactly.
1: That's yeah. my point. You Dale point you know is Fast food and Andretti Autosport. All right, listen, you G- you Gen Zer. What <laughs> Gen Z? Okay,
2: the the more oh, appropriate would be like That's... picking Texas Roadhouse over St. Elmo's. You're never yes. gonna pick Texas Roadhouse over St. Elmo's.
1: I'm not. I don't know what St. Elmo's is. Ah, uh, it's a really
2: year. stupid nice steakhouse in Indy.
1: Oh, You're I'm like, pretty oh. sure like
2: they're very famous for their shrimp cocktail.
0: Oh, it's so
1: good.
2: Shout out Steak Elmo's. <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, at their,
1: their shrimp con- at a steakhouse. Yeah, shrimp. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's an appetizer. Do you eat out?
1: <laughs> I eat out all the time. I. Uh, yeah, but he gets yeah, like fast not, food. He gets like no. We actually. <laughs> I don't get fast food as often as Mike might think I do. It
0: seems like every week, but then again, I only see your Monday McHickey Hickey chicken oh, nasty. Posts.
1: After last night's uh, preseason, there might be zero of those this season. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: Shannon told me she's gonna buy an Xbox so she can she can get it into the league. I I just wanted to get her reaction. That was a resounding no.
2: <laughs> Shannon no. No Shannon's not.
1: I got to no. see if the the gamer tag Shannon McBridge is taken.
0: Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at Pass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Oh my God, if Shannon McBridge is a gamer tag available, I'm changing my gamer oh tag no. to
1: McBridge. It's $15. <laughs> That's
0: fine. I'll... I'll... <laughs> oh, it's worth it.
1: Um back to racing. So Pato now has the championship lead. I believe is Racing Reference right this week. They yes, are. Racing
0: Reference is right this yeah, week.
2: Yeah, By 10. 10 points
1: and then Newgarden is now third. Oh god. Imagine if New Imagine if Newgarden didn't take out half the field at Barber.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's what's crazy is he's 22 points back, which is easily within Striking distance. Three races to go. Polo's got the pressure on him now. Pato's got pressure on him. Both are first. You know, the first time they've been in one, two in the championship. Any mistake, and I mean Joseph Newgarden is is a force to be reckoned with right now. I would not want to be facing him right now. He's so
2: very 2017 Scott Dixon Newgarden. Yep. What was one?
0: What was the year where Dixon came storming back and tied Montoya on at 15. Sonoma 15?
1: That's the uh, great Penske throwaway. That's one of my all-time favorite races. I think David Lighting was in my house when we watched that.
0: Wasn't Montoya? Didn't Montoya and Power make contact that race?
1: Yeah, uh, Power spun Montoya.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Phenomen- it was just a phenomenal case study and how to throw away a championship we by should a team. we should
0: do like a live stream and watch that race this this offseason.
1: Let's do it. We should okay. do yeah we could do that for multiple races. Can we add like a fourth screen to this? Just like an idle screen of some kind?
0: Oh probably. I don't okay. really know.
1: We'll investigate that. So yeah Penske had a really good day. Newgarden first, power third, McLaughlin fourth, and Pagano eighth coming back from that wing damage. Um so you know, obviously Joseph good for the championship. That's Scott McLaughlin apparently is a really good oval driver and a work in progress on road courses because that's exactly how that was supposed to be working this season, right?
0: Totally. You know the road course experience in Australia and V8 Supercars means nothing when you come to IndyCar. And apparently, it only translates to ovals. So make of that what you will, my friends. Yeah i I don't think I think it's a very confusing. I mean, listen, I'm happy for Scotty. Don't get me wrong.
2: But, like, we've only had four ovals.
1: So he's going to love Iowa.
2: He will love Iowa.
0: I'm calling podium at at least one Iowa race for McLaughlin next year. I am not writing that
1: You
2: think that we'll end up having a doubleheader in Texas with a doubleheader in Iowa? I hope
1: not. I hope not either. Yeah, I guess we can we because did the that happened after our episode last week. So Iowa is back for doubleheader Saturday, Sunday, July twenty third or something around there. Yeah, uh, thanks to High V, thanks to Bobby Rahal, thanks to Roger Penske. Uh, I guess thanks to NASCAR because we are peaceful, peaceful and loving on this podcast. Uh, so yeah, so that's cool. That's gonna be back. Obviously, I will be there, and I hope all my cohorts will be there too to celebrate Iowa being back because that's pretty awesome. But yeah, to recap our predictions and then to get to our driver of the day, I have to uh, throw in Lighting because he decided to trash talk, or he wants me to read these so he can trash talk me later. So yeah, Felix Rosenquist is bad. Uh, he's sixteen, but. uh, he had some mechanical befallings, so kind of half right. He had good as Joseph. Wow, really went on a ledge there, and then he had his dark horses daily. No, not really. I mean, eleventh, but how many of guys just because people crashed? Yeah, but
0: it's a yeah. Carlin car. No, one? Yeah, but he got. He, lo- he, ha-
1: if he, if he nine guys, have of, of Dalton Kellett. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will yeah. say that is Dalton Kellett's career best finish. Uh, so congrats on. I mean, he was actually. I think it's actually worse because he was running ninth, I think, before that. He was up last to eight. Yeah, he was. He was up there actually. So the result actually probably should have been better. So I actually do want to, kind of, sort of, somewhat give him a pat on the back for uh, his career best results. And I think that was one of our preseason predictions. So we'll have to figure that out after the season. Yeah, so, I'm pretty
0: sure I said that Dalton would not get a top. One of us said Dalton would not get a I top. I think one team. of
1: us said one, and one of us said two. I remember. Correctly.
0: Okay. I hope I'm right, but I doubt it.
1: Uh, so as far as our predictions, for good, you had Rossi. Yep. Thanks. Good job. Son of a bitch. Andretti Autosport can can send the bill to you. I had Pato. That's weird. That's really weird.
0: No. Must be nice.
1: Who had uh, Sebastian Bourdais doing bad? Probably me. Well, no, that was me. Oh, good. That was me. P5. That's not good. Uh, you had Ed Jones. That was a cop-out, and you know it uh dark horse top 10 i had you picked s-
0: dalton kellett to do bad last week so please save it for the cop-outs
1: well let's not get bogged Called down on who owls. picked let's not get bogged down on who picked dalton kellett where uh it was also the second time they ran that course this year so you know what don't want to hear it dark horse top 10 you picked felix cop-out
0: i mean it's not a cop-out because he yeah because he's in, <laughs> he has he finished finish. in the
1: top 10 yet this
0: year <laughs> yeah last last week
1: oh that's right uh <laughs> no, in Nashville. Wasn't it Nashville?
0: Nashville, whatever, two weeks ago. it's all this. August was all one race, giant race to me.
1: All right. Uh, So I had McLaughlin. You're welcome. And then you mm. had Felix. So. Cop out. How is that a cop out? Are you kidding me? <laughs> rookie on the oval? I didn't know he was such a rookie or uh, oval guy until now. Well, he did really good at Indy. The first Texas race was a little iffy, but the second Texas race is obviously really good. Or did I get those backwards? I might have gotten those no, backwards. No, it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, who was your guys' driver of the day?
0: You know, this is uh, this is a monumentous occasion in the episode. This is Damn. nearly episode number 400, and the first time this, maybe the last time this will ever be said, but I'm going to give it to Dalton Kellett.
1: Wow. Congrats, Dalton.
0: Dalton. Dalton kept it clean. He was running in the top 10. He came home 12th, had a good day for Foyt, and... You know, there's not too much else to say other than that. But good for him.
2: Good for you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm going with Roman. Okay. Yeah, that's his finish doesn't doesn't even begin to tell the story. He got screwed on strategy.
1: For sure. And then I will take Pato just because not only did he finish second, but it was a momentous day for his championship efforts so now going to the west coast it's uh it's gonna come down to the wire here who was your uh i'm gonna go first actually if you don't mind disappointment of the day is the oval specialist obviously capping off another triumphant year of nothingness uh, pretty Aww. good
0: Aww. Aww. <laughs> oh that was, that was rough
1: please <laughs> tell me i'm rough. wrong
0: You're not wrong. That's the problem. (laughs) Uh,
1: A very uh, very above average slash very good result at Indy and then very forgettable everywhere else. It's almost like he should just be doing the Indy 500 only. And for those who don't know who I'm talking about, it's Ed Ed Carpenter. It's almost like they should run two full-time cars and then a third car at Indy. Am I crazy or what?
0: I mean, you're crazy, but not for that.
1: Well, that's fair. That's also not, it's neither here nor there. (laughs) Who do you guys got?
2: What was the question?
1: Disappointment of the day. And we can also do a special super secret. Who's your disappointing co-host of the weekend?
2: (laughs) Bridgie. She knows how to stay on the show. (laughs) No, no
1: kidding. Don't piss off the boss. (laughs) Uh,
2: My disappointment. Every time I come on this show, it's the same answer. Rossi, what the hell are you doing?
1: Well, you say that, but there was a host who predicted that he would do good. So I feel like when you're when you say Rossi, you really mean host.
2: Yes. Because he no. jinxes them every time he picks someone oh, to be good. They don't I do good. I know. I stopped jinxing him, and now thanks. My,
1: thanks, thanks, host.
2: Thanks, host. All
0: right, guys. Well, <laughs> since I'm like feeling the love so much right now. I'm going to let you guys do the rest of the episode. And... Oh no, we
1: need your disappointment first before no. you just resign. Oh, okay.
0: You can't I'm really. going to go with Renus VK.
1: Okay, cool. Thanks for answering. All right, moving on.
2: <laughs> Don't give me that face. You love it. <laughs> All right,
1: I'm not. What else do we got for news? So Max Chilton apparently doesn't want to be a Carlin unless they have a second full-time driver.
2: What? I
0: mean, where?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is what? crybaby whiny pants think that he has any say over any of this?
1: Okay, I, I, I might go to bad for Max here because, like, yes, his results aren't there, but I totally see where he's coming from. I see, you know, he, he said he's in his interview. so bad
2: him, he needs somebody else to go over de- data with? Well,
1: something. I mean, that's kind of a valid point. I mean, if he's the one showing up to the weekend and, like, the most underfunded team on the grid as a solo car effort at a place like Nashville, that's an uphill climb. I will say the only part of it that I can maybe go like, Ooh, is, like, Connor Daly actually does – semi-decently well in the ovals and the carlin entry and he also doesn't have a data reference to use
0: you know if if chilton had like a good weekend once in a while not like once a year i'd go okay i i i understand your point but the dude is never competitive
1: but i think it's like a vicious cycle almost like he's not competitive because he doesn't have the data points therefore he's not going to be competitive it's like like and i've been saying that all this whole time is that we need a second car in there So, we can do a measuring stick of is it really Chilton or is it just the whole team is just not up to par?
2: Can you stop making sense? Like, I'm not here for that.
1: Sorry about (laughs) it. Uh, We can choose violence instead. Although, I actually, on a personal note, I actually do really like Max Chilton. I do think he's uh, actually a terrific dude. I just, it is kind of a bummer to see him in this rut of nothingness for so long because, and I do. I'm not going to sit here and say it's maybe not all the driver, but I definitely think there's more to the story there. So I will go to bat for Max on that one.
0: Your logic is annoying. Sorry, Accurate, do we see but him? Annoying. But do
1: you see him following through? So let's say no. they can't secure a Connor Daly or a Felipe Nasser or somebody. Do you think he's going to be a Carlin next year, regardless? And I, I think one of his, the flaws of his logic too is that if he's not going to do the ovals. I don't think a team will take him.
2: Unless he goes to Dale Coyne.
1: Coyne, okay. Carpenter. That's it.
2: I mean, they would each have a car that doesn't do oil-, oil. Bobby
1: Rahal could laugh him out of the room. Yeah. Or he could just throw his name in for the third Rah- Rahal car, because everybody else is.
0: I just don't feel like there's enough seat availability that it, there's really any logical spot for Chilton to go. And I just don't like... I You know, maybe... And maybe it comes off this way because it's you know a written article. I just don't like that. Like I'm reading it, and I'm just anticipating he's saying it in this like snotty bratty way, and it God, just annoys so me.
1: I know he's not listening, but Max, I, I I got your back.
2: He does come off as snotty, and maybe he's not.
1: I've only so yeah. I mean, I mean, that's part of it too. I've only ever had positive interactions with Max at a. When have you had was... interactions with Matt? Uh, I Sorry. talked to him for a little bit at Detroit twenty nineteen okay. and then I ran into him at in Iowa twenty eighteen and that one was incognito. I don't think I was very involved in the podcast at that point. So that was just You, were. F- you were. Well, I mean at the track I don't know if oh, I was okay. actually doing anything. So I think I was just as a fan and he was very nice to me. So maybe that's Aww. part of it. But that's cute. I know. My heart fluttered a little. Aww. What else we got? I think the only two that I have remaining that I made a note of was number one. Uh, Since we talked about that Iowa press conference, just confirming that Ray Hall is running three cars next year, uh, hy backing that third one. Uh, It pretty much seems like Jack Harvey was confirmed on Racer today as to going to that second car. Uh, Sato apparently is on his way out. Um, We have it on fairly strong grounds that Simon Pagina will be in IndyCar next year, but not with Team Penske. Uh, so we shared that on Twitter this weekend based on some stuff we heard at the paddock at St. Louis. So thank you to you two for that. And then the last one was Hunter Ray is looking for a fresh start. So me and Mike leading this train of he's going to retire for the last two years <laughs> is turning <laughs> out to be as solid as Scott Speed not running in the 2011 Indy 500. So, any comments on any of that?
0: I feel like Ryan Hunter-Ray would be a good spot for the, another a, a a better fit than Max Chilton for the 20 car at Ed Carpenter. He can run the oval uh, the streets and road courses and then do the 500. He's probably got some sort of funding so he would he would help there. And yeah, I would look for a Ray an, another Ray Hall announcement before the season ends. And what else did you say? Pagino, uh yes, yeah, same same thing. He's going to be in IndyCar next year. We'll yeah. leave it at that.
2: I second all of this. Look <laughs> at that.
0: She's she's like, Mike is so right, I'm not even going to continue. I I'm, have I'm, I'm nothing to add. This uh, is a she, monumentous moment in the episode.
1: She just didn't want to choose violence on you for once.
2: Just for once. I will say that I wouldn't hate if, Connor Daly, RHR teaming at ECR. I think that's an interesting combo.
1: Oh, wait. So, on that, since we basically just alluded to the fact that Pagano is going to be an IndyCar next year, but implying that he's not going to be a Penske, where are they going to stick with four cars?
0: Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm still going to say they're, n- I want to Kirk say they're going to go Wood. with four.
1: Kirk Wood. Kirk Kirkwood.
0: Yeah, no, no. Kirkwood seems like a perfect fit for the 18 car with his Lexus, with his AIM Vassar connections already.
1: Kirkwood has AIM Vassar connections?
0: Yeah, he's done a couple IMSA races.
1: I don't think Michael will let him go. And if he does, that's uh, oversight, we'll say.
0: Yeah, I'm not disagreeing, but if everything comes true that we've said, I don't think there's a seat for him at Andretti.
1: Well, oh, I guess Grosjean and Francesco.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the you know the new rumor today is De Francesco. I don't know how much stock well, I a, put into that one. He's got funding. So. Yeah, that's yeah. He's he's definitely got the funding. That's there's no doubt about that. With this CBD and Cold Stone and whatever else, uh, whatever they're coming. Oh, it was CBD. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shannon Shannon debunked me very quickly on that one. Yes, she <laughs> chose you're violence.
1: Welcome.
2: You're yeah. welcome. Daily, every day.
0: I don't know if we have anything else. Let's. I'm looking at the news here and.
2: Oh, we could do one more thing. You could do one more thing, if you Uh-oh. want. You want it? You want to debate it or not?
0: I'm scared but intrigued.
2: Picky.
1: I don't know what we're talking about.
2: I don't Kyle either. Kyle Larson.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, Thank you. Oh, I forgot to make yes. it last week. <laughs>
1: oh my god. On the IndyCar side of things, Kyle Larson said he would come. He would do the Indy 500 if the right opportunity came about. That stems from a Robin Miller article saying that Kyle Larson is the best driver on planet Earth at the moment.
2: In the entire universe.
0: <laughs> you know what's even more annoying, and uh, I know I said said this. I'm totally ignoring that. I, I said this to Shannon, and was it was it Kevin? I, it was somebody. Was we were in, we were at we were at uh, Big Woods. Uh, Saturday after the IndyCar race at IMS. So the article on The Athletic that said you can mention his name with Mario Andretti and AJ Foyt is so obscenely absurd. And I'm not going to... Listen, Kyle Larson is incredibly talented. I have no issue with that. But the minute you put him in the same sentence as Mario Andretti, AJ Foyt, Anybody else – Kyle Larson hasn't won shit in IndyCar yet. So to to compare the two of them or the three of them or whoever is just – like you had to be drunk writing that article.
1: Well, I just think – I thought one of my favorite comments came on Twitter from a user who said, sure, Juan Montoya has won Monaco the Indy 500 twice an IndyCar Championship, could hang with Michael Schumacher, just won at Le Mans' last weekend in his class. But Kyle Larson's leading NASCAR championship and can win that the other day. <laughs> that was like. And listen, he's no, he's a, he's the best at what he does, but he's not the be- he's not the best driver in the world. And I would st- I would go to bat and say, if I had to put any driver in a car, no matter what the car was and no matter what the object was or the objective was, it's Juan Montoya. A hundred percent.
2: I was gonna go with Scott Dixon, but I'm with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Scott Dixon is a gifted human. I just like the track record that Juan Montoya has all through all of the disciplines. And I guess Dixon is very good at endurance racing, too, which bodes very well for your argument. I think Kyle Larson, is you know, there's plenty of time in his career. I mean, I think he's still very young. Isn't he, is he like, 27-ish? Or is he? am I wrong there?
2: Yeah, and he's a baby. And he, I'm, I don't think that he can't not do yeah, it yeah absolutely i just don't think he's earned those accolades just yet because you're only running nascar and dirt if you had done sports cars indy cars nascar dirt maybe we'll give you something i mean even him himself just said i'd have a whole lot to learn so even he himself is is not on that i'm the greatest driver ever trained
1: yeah he's 29
2: so people just need to like give it up a little bit 29 years old he's great he's talented at what he does i agree with you just annoyed by the conversation
1: yeah so you got plenty of time left to do things like the indy 500 like endurance racing Le Mans, things like that because at nascar right now and at dirt racing it's hard to bet against him but there is more outside of the world it's like you know, when Formula One says they have the greatest drivers in the world and then IndyCar's like, we have the best drivers in the world. It's like, that's all relative, though. It's it's, it's hard to yep. compare one to the other.
2: Yeah. Like, we have the greatest drivers of our
1: series. Yeah. We're car drivers <laughs> in the world racing IndyCar. <laughs> Ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, it's just, I, I respect Kyle Larson. I hope he's learned from his past mistakes. I'm just gonna leave it at that because
1: Yeah, not actively rooting against him, but I No. I think he 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 can definitely get there one day. I just it's not yeah. And it's not his fault either. He's not the one saying it. It's other people saying it on his behalf. So um I hope he's not like annoyed I, agree with I hope that. he's not annoyed by this discussion because or like, you know, the discussion that follows that because it's not his fault.
0: You know who is annoyed by it? Kyle Bush.
1: <laughs> uh well he's got two hundred I mean, NASCAR wins, so he's Obviously the greatest yeah. ever.
0: Oh, duh. He's I mean he's like easily better than Mario and Richard, Michael Schumacher R- Richard combined. Richard Petty. Yeah, Richard Petty. Yeah, who is that? <laughs> well, I think that's about it, guys. Shannon, thank you for hanging out and thank you for joining us. Um... Matt? Anything else?
1: No, thanks for thanks for coming, Shannon.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Today's podcast was presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. If you're a podcaster, you can apply too immediately and get connected with advertisers that fit your audience. Go to podgo.co at podgo.co and let them know that we sent you there.